Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So I, I like to listen to some good music, some different music. I heard this song, and I really, really liked the version of Neil Young's song. So I followed up, and I got in touch with uh, with the manager of the band, and uh, we've been able to arrange for Adrian Sutherland to join us. He's the leader of Midnight Shine. He was born, raised, still lives in Attawapiskat. And uh, that's a community we've heard a lot about in, in this country. We've heard about... How difficult situation is for residents of Attawapiskat, the living conditions, the housing, um, the water, and, and, the, and the suicide rate among indigenous youth seven times greater than it is among non-indigenous youth in Canada. So, uh, A, I like the music. Uh, B, I'm going to get to know the guy who started the band, Adrian Sutherland, and he joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Adrian, thank you for the time. Hey, I'm uh, glad I can be a part of the, today's show. Yeah, and, and great music. Thank you, thank you. I mean, it's really good, really good. And you're, you're getting, uh, you've got quite a following uh, on, on social media, YouTube, and, and, uh, and, and as well across North America. So uh, you, you were born, you were raised, and you still live in Attawapiskat. Yeah, that's correct. That's where I've uh, been most of my life. And... Can I ask you, first of all, you know, we, 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 we talk a lot about First Nations issues and when they become front and center, and then it kind of drifts away, and, uh, and then there's another crisis somewhere in the First, community, First Nations community, and we hear people say, yeah, we have to do something about this, and then it kind of drifts away again. Uh, the, the, what's the greatest need? And we'll talk about the music, but what's the greatest need in Attawapiskat right now? What's the, what's the greatest challenge that, that residents of the community face? Oh, boy. I mean, where do I start? Um, I know from my own experience, I guess speaking from my own experience, I think housing has been a real, a real big challenge for our community for many, many years. Um, although there have been some you know, recent uh, recent progress in terms of um, new new housing in the community in, the re- in the recent ten years or so. Um, but I, I I know I, I still see uh, that there there is a shortage and there's still a need. Um, there's still families that are without you know a home uh, that are overcrowded into into a home or you know some of the homes are still spilling into the shacks that we've all. Um, seen on on mainstream media uh, over the years, um, so I think when you when you look at that situation and and you put anyone in that kind of environment where you're overcrowded, and I think it really takes a toll on your mental health, and it's no wonder why people begin to uh, you know struggle and lose hope. Yeah, some of the uh, some of the images we've seen and some of the video we've seen of some of the homes that uh, the people are, are living in is, is really, it, it's very, very disturbing. And, you know, 10, 12 people trying to live in a, in a, in a house that, you know, you wonder how you, how you, in fact, get through a winter where temperatures will get uh, significantly low, like minus 30, minus 40, minus 50, uh, and how you make it through the winter. It's, 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 it has to be, as you say, it's wearing on people emotionally. 
Yeah, it, it totally. I mean, it, it can wear down on you, and not only emotionally, mentally, but physically. You know, uh, trying to heat a home with wood in minus forty, fifty weather, and and in some of the houses, people are still in the old uh, substandard government housing uh, that you know go. Uh, there's some some of the houses were basically cardboard boxes, you know, put up in the in the Arctic and subarctic, and and, and people live in these homes still quite a few families so you know it's 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 a struggle and people are uh, you know trying to survive and and you know do their best to make ends meet yeah we'll talk a little bit more about the community and what the challenges are but how did you how did you start with music i mean i, I read a story about a coat hanger and a harmonica and a guitar can, can you share that with us yeah sure uh, i uh i was in my teens probably 16 years old uh, at the time and i had been obviously been playing uh, guitar for, for a little while now. And I discovered a, a song, uh, Heart of Gold, by Neil Young on a cassette tape. And I remember just falling in love with this song and, and uh, wanting to just learn learn it and sing it. Um, and, of course, I wanted to learn all the diff- all the parts of the guitar, the singing and, and, and the harmonica as well. But uh, I didn't have an, I didn't own a harmonica. harmonica. So in, in, in those days in the North, uh, the North is very, very, very under uh, underserviced, and getting something mailed to you would probably would have taken, uh, you know, two, three months, and I couldn't wait. So uh, there was an elder that lived down the street from me who I knew owned harmonica, so I went over and I uh, I borrowed it from him, and he was uh, real, real kind enough to loan it to me. I know personally, I probably wouldn't loan out my harmonica to some, you know, strange kid banging on my door. But, uh, yeah, so he loaned it to me, and it had two keys. It had the key of A and G, and you flipped it around, and you, you had the two different keys. So I, the next challenge was building a holster for it. So I fashioned one up with a, an old wired coat hanger and some, uh, some, some, some wooden splints and rubber bands, and there you go. Ingenuity. Ingenuity yeah. can, can get things done, my friend. Yeah. Uh, so, so the so so how did you how did you go from that? I would imagine music would have been a really significant contributor to to you being uh, you know becoming who you are, obviously, and and give you some something to do and and not get into a situation where you're you know if we talk about uh, a suicide rate among Indigenous youth seven times greater than in the in the general population. That there has to be something that people can latch on to, something that makes you feel good, and that was for for you. I guess that was the music. Yeah, it was for sure. Music was a way through a lot of things for me over the years, and you know, at a young age, I quickly found a way to kind of you know get away from it, you know, and just be able to to get lost in some of the music. And I I've always felt good singing and, and playing and kind of expressing myself through that through uh, I guess music. I need angels, I need angels Lost my wings, can't fly, give me some faith There's a sickness inside of me, you run so deep I don't know how to heal the pain, it fills me with hate It's a weakness I can't fight It comes in the night It won't leave me alone Like a dark shadow I need angels angels. uh, We Need Angels and it's Midnight Shine, the voice of Adrian Sutherland. 
And his band, they've been uh, reported on by uh, CTV and the Huffington Post, Toronto Star, National, uh, the National Post, also uh, the Ottawa Citizen and the CBC. It's a really strong band. And that song is about, and we'll get into uh, this a little bit in a minute with uh, Adrian, but that's about uh, Indigenous youth and the issue of of suicide. Um, Adrian, f- tell us a bit about the band first, and I know you like you want to keep a lot of the, your Cree heritage in your music. Tell us who, who's in the band and, and what's the philosophy behind your music? Yeah, well, the band, uh, the band is from the James Bay region uh, in northern Ontario. We've been together now for just a little under eight years, and the band consists of um, myself uh, from Atawapiskat, the guitarist is Zach Tomatok from Moose Factory, Ontario, and bassist is Stanley Ludit from also from Moose Factory, Ontario. And we just uh, began working with a new drummer from Norway, Manitoba, named Chanel Mino. Um, so yeah, we're a roots band. We, uh, I guess, our, our music philosophy is really we've always been trying to build on everything we've done to date. So any, anything we're doing now moving forward is always like any other artist trying to build and, uh, on what we've done so far as a group. And a lot of, a lot of the music, um, um, for me, I think is, I think I have a lot to get off my chest. Um, you know, the first three albums, I think most of that's behind me now. And, uh, you know, I've, a little bit of the writing has been politically driven, but not so much. Um, but just sort of to invite you in to have a conversation uh, about some of the, you know, some of the challenges that we face in the North. And I, I think me personally, as an artist, I always felt like I had a responsibility to try and shed light uh, on some of the issues. But not, not only just shed light, but positive light um, on the region. And it helps the communities when you do that. Yeah, absolutely. So the song We Need Angels is about that, isn't it? Yes, uh, I Need Angels is really uh, a song I wrote about um, creating, creating creating awareness about um, depression and um, our youth that are struggling up there. And it's not just our youth, too. I mean, everybody, I think, struggles in their own way. And uh, I know personally myself, you know, I struggle the same way others have struggled because, I, you know, I've gone through a lot of the things a lot of people go through. And I'm, I'm affected by you know, um, some of the tragedies that are happening in my own community and beyond in, in some form or another. And I think it was important for me to try to write about that. And, you know, I, I found it since the song has come out in the video, I really honestly feel like it's been taking a really big toll. I mean, like, it's just been such a heavy subject to, to talk about. Well, I, I, don't, I don't doubt it because you live right in the center of what's going on and the depression and the, uh, the the challenges that young people in, in your community and other Northern First Nations communities face. And, uh, you know, we, we hear a statistic like seven times more suicides, seven times rate, greater rate of suicide. That's, that's not a number. That's people. That's kids. Yeah. And, and that's, if you think about it for just a couple of seconds, it breaks your heart. Yeah, totally. What, well, go ahead. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 uh, it's something that we've all been affected by one way or another in in, in our communities up there in the north. Um, not only in, in, in as I'm discovering now, it's it's right across the country, and not only in Canada but in the U.S. 
um, some of the communities there, it's, it's quite uh, alarming to see the, the suicide rate among their youth. Mm-hmm. So it's not only in, in Canada, but in the U.S. as well, and which I'm discovering now. Um, and again, I just can't describe the feeling um, and the emotion and, and just the heaviness that some of these families have, have gone through and experienced. Um, do you get a sense, do you get a feeling that, that uh, the issues of northern communities are largely ignored? I mean, I've, I've heard people say over the years, well, look, why don't they just move to someplace like Toronto or Winnipeg? And I said, it's, my answer is always, it's home. You know, it's, it's, where you, it's where you live. You just can't get up and move. But what do you say to, to that kind of thinking? Well, I... Might be a song it, in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're deep-rooted, right? Um, when you grow up on the land, uh, you know, you spend a lot of your time with with nature and, and, and learning that way of life. I think you become really, really connected and deep-rooted. You really have a strong connection to to that way of life, and you know. There's, so, I, I know, mainstream media always focuses on all the negative, negative uh, things that are happening in, in the communities. That's but true. But there's also, yeah, there's also another side to what, what life is like up in the north, and people don't see it, which which is what I'm trying to show as well, with highlighting some of the cinematography in the area and, and the people in the videos that you're seeing and some of the buildings and communities. So that's why I chose to shoot in my the first video in, in the community to just kind of show a different side of, of Atahualpiskat. But I think uh, you're right. No, I, I honestly feel like people won't give a crap. I really honestly believe that now. And I was just having this conversation actually over coffee this afternoon. And, you know, I, I honestly feel that uh, not a lot has changed in Canada's north in the last 20, 30 years. Um, um, we're still really underserviced. Things are not happening quick enough. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to take a long time for things to really get turned around. And I think communities pay, are going to play a large role in that, uh, not the government. But I, the government does have a role to play in it. And I think uh, all, all of Canada, I think, uh, has some some kind of role to play in, in this whole this big word we've been hearing, you know, been tossed around quite a bit in the last three to five years is reconciliation. You still there? Yep. Oh, I thought we lost you. Yeah, yeah. The the, the words are words seem to be used for convenience sake, uh, or maybe to get somebody elected, and then after after that they uh, they kind of forget what they promised and they committed to. And and I and I often say, and I and my listeners and I have talked about this. Where else in the world would you would it, would would Canada say, oh, it's okay for a community to not have you know water that they can drink or or sewage systems that work or water treatment plants? But the day they're open, they they break down because second-rate contractors were hired and they they built a, a shoddy a unit and then they left town and 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 where else in the world that would that be tolerated? Nowhere. Nowhere. You know, another another example is the whole community shares one dispensary for drinking water, so we all line up every day with our jugs to fill them up with drinking water. And I'm pretty damn sure that this water is not even, the, fil- the filtration in it is not maintained. That, you know, not, not to, to knock anybody down there that's maintaining those facilities. Um, but I'm going to, you know, go on a limb and say uh, those, those filters are not being placed regular, replaced regularly. And, and in the water, you can't, some of the kids can't bathe in it, uh, the tap water, because the chemicals are so harsh. Um, my grandson, he's got terrible skin problems. So we're actually going, going to Toronto this week and we're going to take him to sick kids because 
we haven't got anywhere with with the healthcare up there. We've been in and out of the hospital, and they've given them all sorts of creams. And so you know, these things add up, and they begin to really take a toll on you and your family. And it's really, really frustrating. Yeah. Knowing yeah. that you're Canadian and you live in this country full of riches, and yet you can't even get access to good healthcare, clean drinking water, a decent home. You know, it just goes on and on and on. Well, I'm glad you joined us today, and I hope you'll come back uh, as, a, as a guest when we talk about issues. And I, I love your music. I think your band is really, really great. Uh, and you're obviously getting a lot of acceptance across North America, and so you're putting forward a positive message. And I want to go out to uh, play a little bit of, uh, of your, uh, your version of uh, Tragically Hip's Bob Cajun. Adrian, thank you so much. Midnight Shine is the band, and uh, we'll talk again. Thanks for having me. All the best. to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.